Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, Yeah, you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though. And so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth. And then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences are. Okay, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with Jeff. We're actually going to have a few uh, episodes this week, uh, just so you guys have an idea of what's coming up on the schedule. Um, coming up on Thursday, uh, we're, we have Representative Matt Shea from the state of Washington. Uh, going to be talking a lot about the constitutional rights that uh, are being systematically stripped away. Uh, kind of give a recap of his uh, rally that he actually organized a couple of days ago up there in Spokane. So looking forward to that. And then Friday, we're actually having um, Dr. Bobby Lopez back for for another round. As many of you guys know, uh, he used to be a a, the, a, a seminary professor at, at one of the uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminaries. Uh, he, and he ended up getting fired from his position uh, simply for sharing his testimony and talking about how God had saved him out of homosexuality, uh, gave him a brand new life, uh, transformed him and that sort of thing. And uh, so he's going to be back. We're going to be talking a lot about the deep state and stuff going on within evangelicalism. So make sure you guys check about that. One further announcement before I introduce our guest today. Uh, we added a new perk to our plugged in program. So as, as most of you guys know, we do, we have our book social injustice. Uh, that book came out earlier this year. Uh, we've actually, we're actually now have the, uh, the ebook version exclusively for members of our plugged in membership program. And you can actually read it for free included, uh, right there, um, on our website. So if you go to get, if you go to gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in, you can get information on joining that membership program. It's an opportunity for you guys to support us and what we're doing here at the GK, but you're also going to get a lot of really cool perks, including being able to, uh, read the book, social injustice, absolutely free included with your membership. So check that out. Gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in. Uh, well, I'm really excited about uh, today's guest. Uh, we're having uh, her back. Uh, we have uh, Mindy Thomas. 
she uh, appeared for uh, half an episode before uh, with her husband Tommy uh, talking about uh, faith-based films and that sort of thing. But uh, this time we've got Mindy for the whole episode. So Mindy, you know, welcome back. I'm glad we could uh, sit down and chat. Thanks, Jeff. I'm honored to be back with you and ready for some of this uh, virtual time of healthy social distancing. <laughs> I know, I know. We, we, were, we were saying before, it's like you know, it's it's like you know, we're dealing with like virtual social social distancing. It's a it's a crazy world out there. I feel like right now, you know. Yes, thank God the coronavirus is not in the internet. I know. I mean, you know, that that's one virus that at least Apple isn't going to have a problem with. Um, and so, you know, what I, what I want to do is I kind of want to give people a chance to kind of get to know you, uh, you know, a little bit. And then we'll kind of dive into the convo a little bit. But, like, what's your background? Because I know you, you've kind of, you know, gone down the route of both, like, you know, anchoring, reporting, acting, that sort of thing. So what has kind of led you into uh, this this pathway? Hey, that's a great question, Jeff. Um well, if I should talk about the VHS days for a moment. <laughs> now, if you ask my daughter, she's 12, and she would say, yeah, back in the day, what was that called? Uh, you know, oh, yeah, VHS. Anyway, so that was probably my first experience with, uh, you know, with the home camera, and it was really exciting. And I do remember my brother and I setting up a talk show like the one that you're doing now, you and I. And, of course, we would have our coffee cup. So let me get my little teacup out, and I take a sip because that's what they do, right? Exactly. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. I mean, right. I mean it, 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 it technically is a daytime talk show, and that's what you do on the daytime talk show, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, when I wanted to interview someone, um, I, Tom and I, my husband of 24 years now, we were on the 405, and we're like uh, hanging out in the traffic, right? Because uh, what else do you do unless you live in L.A.? You're going to be stuck on that at some point. But we were dreaming on the 405, and of course, uh, La La Land is a good indication that other people do that too, yeah. yeah. So if you've seen that film. And we were uh, chatting, and he's, I said, you know, I really want to have my own talk show, but I was in college studying TV journalism at Pepperdine, and he said, well, why don't you just, uh, you know, interview OJ? Because I knew that who's going to want to watch my show? They don't know who I am. Or are they going to want to watch? And uh, every journalist in the country seemed to want that interview. So I was like, yes, light bulb went off, and I knew that's what I had to do. So, uh, you know, it, it, I guess it went back to that grassroots effort in a, in a sense because in college we had access to the VHS camera and uh, a mic, you know. So when I ended up sitting down with OJ, 
uh, behind the gate after the criminal and civil trials, then uh, we were there for about an hour. And I told my husband, if the gate opens, then I just, you know, let's just roll with it and don't give an opportunity to say no. Uh, A lot of my family uh, background was in sales. Uh, And so I grew up uh, a lot of times understanding life from more of a marketing sort of sales perspective. And so I kind of took that into the interview, like don't give someone an opportunity to say no, you want them to say yes, kind of a thing. But he had already actually agreed to the interview days, uh, days before, maybe even weeks before, actually, if I really think about it, we had gone over to Rockingham at least a dozen times staking out. And that was really an awesome thing because we didn't know how to get the interview. And if you think, okay, well, how should I get this interview? And and I'm sure that you're uh, enjoying all these interviews, right? And now I've interviewed more, you know, thousands of people over the years with my uh, former TV journalism career. And so I just love that you're inviting me on the show today. And it's an honor to be on the other side of the mic because a lot of times reporters journalists, they're anchors, they're going to have so much to say. And when I was an anchor and reporter, and I'll go back to OJ in a minute, because it seems like it's always kind of weaved through my story uh, since I became you know, a talk show host, because that was the interview that, uh, that did that. But anyway, so um, yeah, just all different directions. But in terms of you know, the, the news. Um, anyway, I did have a career. So what would you like to know about, you know, cause I'm going on all these different uh, tangents and I feel like I've lived a few lives now. So. Hey, this is Jeff Dornick, founder of the GK podcast network. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe to this channel and give us a five star review. You have no idea how much this helps us. Also, if you'd like to watch the full version of the show, you can join our plugged-in membership. For only $10 a month, you'll get access to the live stream and full video versions of our shows, the recordings from the Destroy Social Justice Conference, online access to our book, Social Injustice, our weekly devotional, 30% off in the GK store, and so much more. Please visit gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in for more information and to sign up. Thank you for your support. Yeah, well, you know, like, like that, that's, that's, that's been the interesting thing for me as, you know, cause I've been, I've been hosting, you know, this show for, for a while and I think we're on like episode 70 something. I can't even, can't even keep track of them by now. Um, but it, but it's been, it's been interesting cause recently I've been a guest on other people's podcasts and it's a totally different experience. Like, like when, when I'm doing these, I'm thinking, okay, what's the next question that I should ask? Or how, how can we direct this conversation in the right way and get, and get the right answers and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then when you're on, when you're a guest, you can be like, I can kind of take this however I want. I can, you know, you know, it's, it's like a totally different kind of experience being on the other side and you don't really know necessarily what the next question's like. So like, so like for you, like when you're going and you're looking at, okay, so like you went and you, you interviewed OJ Simpson. And obviously, I mean, he was like, it's like the biggest figure really in, in the world probably at that point in the sense of that, that was who everybody was talking about. Like now we've got Donald Trump. That's who everybody talks about. Back then it was kind of OJ Simpson and his trial and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What was that like literally sitting down, look at, looking him face to face and being like, I could literally ask him any question <laughs> that I want. Yeah. It was, it was a free day because he was an acquitted man. And then also the trivial civil trial rather, um, some people found trivial. Uh, the civil trial 
really, you know, where he owed the $33 million, I believe, uh, found liable for the deaths, as we know, of Nicole and Ron. Well, um, you know, that was that was such an interesting day to sit down on the front porch at Rockingham. And I haven't really talked about it a whole lot publicly because um, I did the interview, you know, for the purpose of my talk show, which was as a student while I was at Pepperdine. And that was where it aired was in Malibu at the TV station that was on the campus. And then uh, that might be why a lot of people haven't seen it. However, um, yeah, so let me answer your question. So I think I'm in anticipation. I've got to calm myself down a little bit because, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be asked. And I'm <laughs> sure I've seen you're good at throwing some curveballs in there. So I got to be ready for the fastball as well. But and also, I think um, doing some unscripted TV uh, on a network. I worked with Maria Menunos in recent years uh, with her at a network called AfterBuzz TV. And essentially what that is, um, is a a network online that has about billions of hits because they they do the after show of a drama um, television series. For example, I did a couple seasons. Um, Black Box was one of the seasons on ABC. So if you sh- saw that show, then we would break down the highlights and the lowlights and talk about and meet with celebrities, you know, and whatnot. So that was super fun. And she, of course, has interviewed every A-list, whoever, you know, Bradley Cooper and whatnot. So um, that was really fun to uh, to do the unscripted television. But what I'm seeing now from anchors and reporters is that they think that they can give their opinion. And that was never the case when when I was in the news media and I saw the writing on the wall where it was going. And actually, I decided to uh, gracefully bow out of that because I didn't earn my degree. I didn't get into a career where I wanted to make a difference so I could be uh, talking, you know, monkey, so to speak, in terms of just reading, you know, reading script. I can do that very well. And I know how to do the teleprompter and how are you doing today? But but this is so awesome. Uh, this show right now, getting to give my opinion and with OJ going back to the porch. Thank you. You got a real man. I'm like, uh, so yeah, we were, we were chatting and, uh, chatting up a storm, you know, what's your favorite book? So I was learning, okay, here's how you warm up the interview and you might talk about what, what are your interests, right? And so he told me his, he loved that book, Kiss the Girls, which was a murder mystery. If you've ever seen the film with Morgan Freeman and, mm-hmm. um, and Ashley Judd. Yeah. And so one of her best performances that I've ever seen because uh, she was, uh, it was, you know, it was basically all these women held captive and then um, taken out, sort of. Uh, that's why they were being held in a dungeon. Anyway, so murder mystery there, which I thought was interesting. But then he went and talked about, you know, the golf uh, book on the coffee table as well, because he was so good at uh, television interviews. But I'm just going to say this. Um, I, uh, let's see, I guess it was four years ago now that the ESPN did that documentary. Have you seen it on him? Yes. Yeah, I, I watched that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was incredible. Matter of fact, I've, I've talked to some people that haven't seen it. It's pretty comprehensive about OJ's life. And I learned quite a bit from that. And, you know, just in terms of how he was raised and maybe some of his woundings in life in terms of losing a child and 
Um, and then being this uh, sort of poster child for, uh, you know, I mean, he was an incredible spokesperson, a broadcaster in that way of putting forth an image and all of that. So, yes, yeah, sitting down with him. Yes. The bottom line is he was great at talking and he didn't have anything to worry about because he had been acquitted. And we were also discussing the murders of Ron and Nicole. And he said that he wanted to, you know, he didn't know who the true perpetrators were. He kind of looked away and looks back at me. And, you know, uh, when I have a child and when they look away or they have this language and they can't look you in the eye and tell you straight how something is, then it's, you know, it does, does pose that question. But of course, with the trial, I mean, we all saw uh, how it played out. And speaking of social injustice, by the way, yeah. I go off on 20 million tangents. So if you can <laughs> hang with me, is that okay? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Faster. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. Verbally. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, this book I'm reading right now. And uh, so I am totally enjoying it. Very intellectually done. Very, uh, you know, comprehensive. I learned more about what social justice is and really what it should not be in terms of a man of God and his platform and that sort of thing and the position thereof. So I'm totally enjoying your book. So thank you for that. Matter of, of fact, justice is a big piece of my personality. That's why I went for the O.J. Simpson interview, and that's why I believed I could get that. And he told me and my husband, my husband was setting up the camera and doing the, the work and being very supportive, so that was totally awesome. And, you know, he said, O.J. said that he would not have done the interview with anyone else. So there was some kind of um, something that he felt that uh, he wanted to sit down with me and have that chat and we weren't there for just a soundbite. I mean, we were there for about an hour, and it was uh, very comprehensive. You know, I talked to him about his faith in God, talked to him about uh, his perspective on how he views, you know, his faith and whatnot. And he talked to me about being incarcerated. And this was before the nine years that he spent in the Nevada uh, criminal justice system behind bars because of the uh, the uh, hotel 
uh, hikes to where he right. wanted to get his Heisman Trophy back, and he brought his posse with him. But did you know something that's very interesting? Hmm. That same day, what uh, Kim um, Goldman, Ron's sister, and Fred, they were on Oprah. And they were talking about how they got the rights back from that book if I did it. So that's what happened that day. And I do believe psychologically, because I've been studying uh, mental health for decades now and formally um, receiving an education on it. Uh, I do believe that was an instigator and in him wanting to get something back that night that was his in, in his mind. So, um, just an interesting little tidbit, you know, because yeah. we all study uh, the OJ um, saga, I think, in, in whether it's historical because um, it's, it's, you know, or from a legal perspective. In other words, it's in history books, legal books, media is kind of how I look at it and how influential a show like yours can be. So thank you yeah. for again for having me. And, uh, you, you know, I, I like I say, I love to go on all these different. So. Well, if, no, we'll see, and, and, that, and, that, and that's the fun. That's the fun thing about doing like a show like this, you know, where it's literally just like, okay, let's just have a conversation. It's like okay. we we could Chill. we could take it any number of directions, and uh, and we have absolutely no idea where it'll go. And so that, that's kind of that's kind of the fun part about it. Um, you know, like yeah. like I had I had on um, a guy named Larry Gators, and I brought him on to talk about Black Liberation theology, and then uh, we ended up going two hours talking about secret societies and the 13 bloodlines and all this kind of like crazy, like conspiracy theory stuff. And I'm like, it was thoroughly fascinating, but it wasn't what we intended to talk about. So it's like, we'll take, we'll take it whatever direction we, we want to go. Uh, so, you know, I, I feel like it's one of those things too, when you're dealing with like OJ and the majority of people, like I remember as a kid, like I was probably when that was going on younger elementary school watching that, and, like, literally, I remember as a kid, like, everybody around me was like, oh, yeah, he totally did it. Like, I, I remember watching it as a kid on TV. And, and I think it's one of those things where, like, then when you're literally sitting there interviewing him and you were saying he's kind of, like, looking away at times and it puts a question in your mind and, th and things like that. Like, do you feel like he was covering for actually doing it himself? Do you feel like... He, maybe it wasn't him, but he knew knew who it was. Like, what do you feel like? What was your impression of his guilt or innocence? To put to put it bluntly, yeah. <laughs> Be, well, literally well, sitting I, across from him. Yeah, that's a great question because I went in with sort of a clean slate, and that I felt it was my position at that point to be objective, to set aside any biases, and really to try to hear someone out. Uh, from from their perspective, and that's what I tried to do. Now, from a biblical perspective, if you will, um, you know, the eyes are the windows of the soul, and again, that can be a place where you receive a spiritual gift of discernment, for example, uh, that can help you navigate certain things in life. Now, rewinding to my childhood, I. I uh, had a dad that somewhat had a similar personality and he uh, he navigated life sort of on a, on a similar in a similar way. And so my experience was decades before I actually sat down with him. That's why I felt confident that I could get that interview, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it was something that I was supposed to do that the Lord spoke to me and said, today's the day. And ultimately, what I wanted to see after OJ had spent nine years incarcerated after all of that is I wanted to see a changed man. 
I wanted to see him really come clean with anything like the rest of us. Because ultimately, when we when we come to the wall, you know, Donald Trump is building the wall, so to speak, America. Right. And there's a lot of focus on that. Well, from from a spiritual perspective, there is a wall. You do not get into heaven unless you have the right documentation. And we've got to have that. What is that? And so that's why it's important to, you know, read some a book of eternal value, the Bible. And the top selling one of all time, as far as I know. (laughs) So uh, it seems to be an important one. And you becoming an author, I'm becoming an author um, and looking at some of these things. But, yeah, from a historical perspective, my own personal background was important for me navigating because I came from a lot of adversity. And so that was overcoming and being able to, you know, ask any question and everything like that. But, But, yeah, I mean... I think ultimately justice and judgment is up to one. There's one righteous judge. There's one um, final judgment that will happen. And I do believe that uh, the Bible says Satan wants to sift us all like wheat. So Jesus, he's the one that got on his knees and did something about it and said, okay, here's your documentation. That's how you get in. So, um, you know, I think ultimately that's we all are going to have to be receivers of that because we can't accomplish it for ourselves. And then once we build on that foundation, as my grandma, if you have a if you have a gray hair, a gray haired, you know, sweet little grandma that's been praying for you, you're probably walking in a kingdom life. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to give some kudos to my grandma uh, for that, for sure, because we used to do this song and Bible study um or Sunday school, rather, build your house upon the rock or shifting sand, which is going to be. And so I'm not always black and white in my thinking. I know there's a lot of gray area, but uh, when it comes to justice, you know, there's that's a piece, for example, that uh, Fred and uh, Kim Goldman, I met Fred actually two weeks after I had interviewed OJ. And that was really incredible because I thought this is journalism. It wiped all of that, you know, hoopla of, okay, there were choppers and everybody else came out of the woodwork wanting that interview at that time to look at this man's pain in his eyes, in his face, the loss. He had the button on his shirt and, uh, you know, his son is not there, been at all the events all these years for just someone that uh, lost their temper in a fit of rage And when someone is raging like that, there is a spiritual component. And I think that's important to research. If anybody's into the Bible, you know, research, where does that come from? You'll find it. It's, um, it's not from God, you know, to lose your temper in rage like that. And there is, um, there are forces at work that empower people to do certain things, if that makes sense. And that's why they don't want to leave a certain lifestyle because what power will they have? Well, my God says greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. And so you plow forward and you bring people with you in the harvest, so to speak. You know, I want people to listen to this and think, okay, she sounds maybe pretty grounded. You know, God has a way of keeping our heads on straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. And, and, and that's true. Is like, I feel like, you know, as believers and as Christians, it's interesting that we can we can kind of look at the world and look at situations like the O.J. Simpson or just things that are happening in the media, the news or whatever it is, and 
you know, if if we're truly walking with God and we're trusting in him, we have this added level of discernment that the Holy Spirit brings to us, right? And I feel like to a certain degree, it allows us to kind of take a step back and look at the broader picture a little bit, whereas it seems like the world oftentimes, they, they get caught up in all the distractions and going down all the different rabbit trails and things like that that are really distracting from the main root issue. And I think as Christians, we can look at things and we could be like, okay, so like, let's say we're looking at O.J. Simpson. That's showing human depravity that's showing that you know you have this mindset that where the holy spirit isn't indwelling and it took him down this really dark path and it's like think about what what could have possibly changed or been different had the holy spirit been in his life and i think that's some of those things that i think as christians we can kind of look into situations like that yes and that's the part that that grieves me um in terms of dreams that have been lost in other people's lives uh, however, they can be restored, and I do believe that all things can be redeemed, and that's the hope that we have is that, okay, a lot. Uh, for example, people that are feeling trapped right now, maybe trapped in their home, trapped in their mind, trapped in their body, maybe a gender identity confusion or something, well, that's the whole thing is that's not how we're designed to live. We're designed to live free and free indeed. And actually, during this quarantine, I imagine a lot of authors are getting all kinds of book sales that they've never had before. Yeah. And I hope your book is one of them. <laughs> and then also, I was reading a friend's. I hope it's okay to sh- Go for share. It. Go for it. Okay. Um, her book is Peace, Beauty, and Joy Come to the Paradise. And I just thought that is this is exactly what I have needed during this quarantine. I wanted to go into a place that is totally peaceful and beautiful. And really that's heaven meeting earth. And she is incredible. Um, now there's different philosophies within the, you know, but there's, there's really not any divisions when you come back to uh, the way that the, the plumb line, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she really keeps it right there. And so I love that there's that clarity. She will have a vision, you know, and it, and what that does when you grab hold of a revelation that you have and you go with it, then that is what we're designed to do. For example, if there's a vision of, uh, you know, of something, I just know I'm going to do it. Then, um, then you move into it. And then it's, it's like what you're saying. Um, the rabbit holes, those are not satisfying to, to really any of us. And we've all, you know, we've all, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and yet it's not lost. It's not over. It can all be turned around for good, every single thing. I don't know really how. And some of it's this true mystery when it comes to the loss that uh, many of us have experienced, uh, loss of family, loss of friends. Um, but... I, I saw the movie The Shack, and that was extremely, you know, controversial. Did you see that movie? I, d- I did not see it. I, I heard I heard a lot of people talk okay. about it, but I didn't actually see it myself. Yeah. Hey, this is Jeff Dornick, co-founder of the American Conservative Movement. Mark your calendars for Saturday, May 30th, as we'll be doing our third edition of the Saving America Conference, which will be streaming live on our Facebook page. 
Past speakers have included Pastor Greg Locke, Joshua Fierstein, Mindy Robinson, Annie Cyrus, Trevor Loudon, and so many more amazing conservative speakers. We've been averaging about 25,000 viewers per conference, and I hope that you'll join us for this next one. For more information, go to AmericanConservativeMovement.com, and we'll see you for the Saving America conference on Saturday, May 30th on the ACM Facebook page. Yeah, I mean, from a from a position of believing that someone can be reached by God in a way to heal their heart and to move them back into a place of being fully alive, I enjoy uh, that type of movie. Uh, in other words, you know, the the reason we used to all go see a film was to feel good. And, uh, and so that's ultimately, I think what, what that movie was trying to convey is that if there is an extreme trauma and loss, and I've experienced that growing up, a lot of trauma, a lot of loss. And that's why I want to talk about the raw part of it. But then also in the book that I'm writing, because, okay, what is it? Oh, you had suicidal thoughts. Have that. How'd you get healed of it? Well, here's how. You don't have to live like that, you know, and how do you get free of it? How do you stay free? And then I feel a sense of, um, I have not only, I guess, a res- mm, I guess just an excitement. It's probably more of an excitement to say, okay, um, this is what I experienced. This is the hope and here's the healing. And where do I get that from? Uh, well, I go straight to the, the word, right? In Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the good news, right? To bind up the brokenhearted and to set the captives free. That's Jesus. That's him. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. You don't really need to hear my opinion a whole lot, maybe, but you do need to hear what, not, let me rephrase that. Like, like opinions are great, as you know. You can sit there and chat it up all day. But ultimately, we need something with uh, uh, gravity. We need some kind of um, something, uh, you know, that's bigger than us. And people call it their higher power and whatnot. But right now, we're all getting down to brass tacks. 
And I think God, God said to his children, hey, I made you because I love you. Now sit down. You're in the timeout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this. What do you want to do with your life? Where do you want to go? Um, I'm not the one that keeps getting in your way. So stop blaming it on me. And, uh, and you know, like you right now, for example, you're not making excuses. You're not saying, well, one day I'd like to do a podcast. You know, I was reading in your book. You, you got the encouragement from your wife. You got the encouragement from a friend. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. And now I'll probably talk to you in another year and you will have interviewed thousands of people. So, um, I mean, it's just, it's so cool. I think right now my, I was talking to my brother the other day and that was one good thing. Like if we really think about what are the good things that are coming out of, um, being, you know, in this quarantine and really in California, we can focus on that. We have the luxury to focus on that more than, uh, then New York, for example, they're they're getting put through the ringer some. But obviously, if we stay in a position of strength, then we can pray for them yeah. and we can uphold them from a position of strength. Because I don't know about you, but if I'm found in a ditch, I don't want somebody crawling in there with me and laying down. <laughs> I want, you know, I want somebody in my foxhole, for example, that's going to lean put back to back and they're going to have their machine gun and we're going to be able to get out of this thing alive. And I think there's you know, all of the black and white talking, for example, there's two kinds of people, right? There's um, the ones that believe we're in a spiritual war and there's the ones that don't. And just because you think it's not a spiritual war doesn't mean it's not happening either because I don't have to go too far down the road in Hollywood to see that some people are really being put through it. Oh yeah. Um, Well, and and, and I think that that's one of those things too, like, especially like as we're looking at something as massive as this, you know, coronavirus crisis that that I keep calling it is, you know, there, obviously there, there is the physical battle in the sense of like, we're seeing, we're seeing like our local governments taking away constitutional rights. Like that's a practical everyday kind of a thing. You know, like, like a lot of people are complaining about, you know, can't go to church. We, you know, they're, you know, tech, tech companies are censoring people, taking away our freedom of speech, things like that. But I think behind that, as Christians, we can see there is this spiritual battle going on as well, um, and, and it's and a lot of that's really coming down to an anti-God belief system that I feel like has become very prevalent in our country. And you know, like we even saw like Andrew Cuomo came out and he was like, you know, God didn't you know flatten the curve; that was us kind of a thing. And, and it really right. it really gets down to the heart of the issue of it's not just about Republican versus Democrat or left versus right; it's about God versus Satan. It's about good versus evil. And I think that that's something that we as believers can remember. And the thing that I keep coming back to and I keep telling everybody is when it comes to this spiritual battle, our enemy, our, our enemy is not the lost. They're our mission field, right? Our enemy is the ideology. Our enemy is Satan himself. But we can't pretend like the, the individual people who maybe are getting caught up in a lot of this, you know, bad ideology, they're not the enemy. They're the people we need to reach and then drag out of that and bring over to the good side, God's side, and that sort of thing. And that, that's one thing that I hope that, you know, Christians can remember as we're going through this is, hey, we need to, we need to take every opportunity to preach the gospel, reach the lost, and don't see individual people as our enemy. And that's what I'm hoping that that Christians can really do kind of coming out of this coronavirus craziness. Hey, this is Jeff Dornick, co-founder of the American Conservative Movement. We are an organization seeking to unify conservatives across this great country to defend our constitutional rights that are being systematically stripped away by our authoritarian government. Please visit AmericanConservativeMovement.com and join the thousands of conservatives across this country who have signed up for our email list. Let's take back our country.
Well, you got it right. And that's the whole thing is to really uh, love on people in a way where they experience the goodness of God. For example, one of my philosophies is preach and use words if you have to. You probably heard that. I'm sorry. I don't know whose quote that is, but whoever it is, thank you, because uh, it's, it's, it's so true and awesome. I want people to feel loved in my presence. The only person or people are the people in my four corners, right? Because we can't, well, your four corners are reaching pretty far right now. So that's awesome. And how do you love a lot of people on a social media platform, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you, well, I guess you, you bring um, things that are happening in culture back to a line of truth. But then you'd have to believe in an absolute truth. Well, where did somebody more somebody's morals come from? They didn't just show up, uh, you know, like the movie God's Not Dead. They made more than a hundred million, by the way. And you know, I'm excited about uh, Christian movies that are making uh, that kind of money at the box office. And my husband and I have been filmmakers, and we uh, are excited to have our hand in uh, some film projects over the years. And and right now, developing scripts and things. So um, it's 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 a new day. It's a new dawn for those people that are embracing it. Yeah. Now, now, In I, other words, my brother. Yeah. I'll go ahead. No, I was just saying. Well, like you, you know, like mentioning, like you know, to a certain degree, like Hollywood and like entertainment and all that kind of stuff. How do you feel like? Like, let's say people that are in your neck of the woods in Hollywood and that whole, you know, entertainment scene, how do you feel like they're responding to the craziness that's going on? Because, I mean, I feel like you've got the everyday Americans, they're dealing with one aspect, but then you deal with, like, let's say the celebrities or the actors or things like that. Like, how do you feel like they're responding since the majority of them, they don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have God in their life. Yeah. Okay. So it's it was funny. I... I happened to see quite a few celebrities on accident. I don't know when I hit, uh, it was on Instagram and, and it, so they're, they're doing their thing. Uh, they're talking on camera and I, and so in other words, doing what they know to do sort of, we're all getting thrown into either a default, which is surviving. Okay. And that's okay. Uh, or, where, um, like, for example, I've, I've been goal oriented. I've, okay. And, and I've seen that Arnold has been uh, playing with his donkey in his backyard and getting, uh, exercise and doing interviews. So whatever people do, I think they're trying to find a way to do it where they're at. In other words, be on camera, um, uh, talk about working out or workout, whether it's, you know, making a gym in your living room or whatever. Uh, so one thing I've done is tried to say, okay, I need to um, get on my personality. I like to get on top of things. And so, for example, in March, I said, I'm going to start exercising again. And that was like 65 miles running and walking that month. And then I did it again last month. And then I'm closer to where I want to be. But every month I would add on. So building blocks. And if you read Nehemiah, as you know, it's a lot about the Holy Spirit partnering with us and having building blocks in our life. And that the Isaiah 61, I keep going to because that's really the heart of, of how I function. And uh, and it's, you know, it's can I read it to you real quick? Go for, it. Okay? Go for it. 
Okay, so I said, you know, I talked about the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. So that's why I love these kind of unscripted talk shows, because I can bring good news and I'm not bringing fear. Where is the root of fear? We've got to look at the facts, get back to the basics. Fear is rooted in an enemy. We don't have to have fear in our lives. Now, it's going to come at us. It's going to come at us from different ways. But it can be on the outside of our core person, you know, because Second Timothy's is, you know, spirit of fear. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but one of power. Okay, you have a powerful spirit, a, a peaceful mind. Well, Second Timothy one seven. God hasn't given us spirit. You know, I have to go. You know, yeah. Power, love, and a peaceful mind. Thank you. And that really is a place where where we can dwell. It's a spacious place. You know, you dial, you talk to God, but then praying is also listening. And that's what I loved about reporting all those years and, and interviewing people. I learned how to be a listener. But did you know all those years, I never really knew what my own story was. And so it's been interesting to be in a place where I know my own story now, a lot of it. And <laughs> um, I've had some unique uh, experiences that uh, it's kind of a born identity type thing where I would have surges come back. And then now I, you know, am more complete and everything. But but yeah, when you experience injustice, you want to know that you're just not. For example, Me Too, right? That's been a, the big thing in Hollywood. And and people have been, oh, well, now it's Joe Biden. Okay, forget the Me Too. We're good to go. Um, well, that's not really uh, that's not really fair, right? Um, and so God says in the word, and the day of vengeance and retribution of our God. Okay, so that's that's coming. That's coming. And it you've seen it happen a lot. Harvey Weinstein, okay, Um, Fox News, they've revamped the whole thing. Some people got it. The rain fell on the just and the unjust maybe there, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So in other words, um, there's there's a cleaning, there's a cleansing, I think, happening um, in our land. But the uh, that bombshell movie we talked with you about last time and then the injustices, Megyn Kelly, And people might wonder, well, why haven't I done more with broadcasting? Like, why haven't I uh, been more on, for example, CNN? Because that that network took off really in large part because of the O.J. Simpson trial. That's when 24 hour news kicked in was, you know, they called it the O.J. church. Mm -hmm. Right. And I loved what you said in your book about the church, really and truly the people of God that love people are the remnant. Yeah. It's the remnant that that is here and they may be in the church. They may not be in the church. So I really love that, too. But OK, so um, the Isaiah 61, I keep going back to that because it's just so powerful. But, it, you know, I'm here to bring news to the humble and afflicted. So I pray for healing for New York. I pray for healing for California from sea to shining sea. I plead the blood of Jesus over our country and the borders in our country. And I pray that all the evil would be uprooted and leave. And, you know, so um, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. So if you have a wounding in your heart, well, there's a way to get it bound up. I don't live trapped in my past. I don't live trapped in my present. 
we are free because our spirits are free. They've been set free. And I think people, you know, there's this Christian, that, what is, what is it really? It's very simple. It's very simple. And I think when it becomes complicated and, or it becomes too much of a burden, it's just not fun anymore. And, um, and it's very exciting and it's very fun, uh, to, to be able to see things and know things. And you have mysteries revealed to you that aren't revealed to other people. For example, okay, we're in Malibu yesterday having brunch with some friends. We did a home church. It was awesome. And we look over the coast, uh, beautiful sailboats, gorgeous day. But all of a sudden there's a little airplane and this, you know, flag waving in the air and it says gruesome newsome, you know, open the beaches. Yeah. We, 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 we had that same plane down here in Orange County. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. And I'm like, deep plane, deep plane. No, that's an old show, Fantasy Island. You might not remember that one, no, but I uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look up an old clip. Okay. But yeah, um, it, it just, there's a lack of respect. I mean, to me, the least we can do as Californians is pray for the people that are hurting. I don't really know that it's a time of celebration for us to go to the beach and act like nothing's happening in our country because we have all been shut down and we're, cha- we're changed. And I think that moving forward, we need to act like we've been changed and not try to just go back into an old mold that nobody really liked anyway. (laughs) You know, I mean, in in essence, I mean, you got all these people on the news complaining about all their jobs and everything. Now they want to go back to the job they don't like. Well, (laughs) just take a time out, you know, Um, think about other people besides yourself at this time. And you know, just get content. We've got to have a spirit of contentment now or we won't have one tomorrow. And I've, you know, I've had plenty and I've had loss and, and I know how to be content. Right. And it's a gift when you see people in California searching and I've got to be there and I shouldn't be here. And you know, it's like, what is this splintered personality type thing that you got to allow God to gather you? Gather all the scattered parts, bring bring you back together to be whole so that you can complete the mission that you were purposed here on earth to complete. Does that make sense at all? Uh, no, absolutely. And I, and I think that looking at this whole like coronavirus, like craziness, I think what, what it's really caused a lot of people to, to do both inside the church and outside the church is to find what their identity actually is. Because I feel like most people, their identity is wrapped up in their job. What do I do, right? When in reality, as as Christians, our identity is supposed to be in Christ. And so if you take away our job, we still have that identity as being a Christian, a follower of Christ, and that sort of thing. Whereas the, Mm -hmm. the world, their entire identity is wrapped up in, I'm an attorney, or I'm an actor, or I'm a politician, or I'm something along those lines. And I think that this is giving a lot of people, I mean, we're on what, lockdown number day number 52 or 51 or something like that. It's crazy how long it's been, but it's really forcing, I think, people to real to reevaluate their life and like, who am I if I don't have a job? Who am I if I'm not allowed to go to work? And I think that, that this is the op- perfect opportunity for Christians to come in and like, well, here's the answer. Here's the Bible. Here's God's word. Here's, here's what your identity could be in. And it's not rooted in what you do. 
Well, yeah, I'm a shining example of having my identity, you know, in something else. For example, when I grew up, I played golf and I was a competitive athlete and I became a champion golfer, you know, and my dad had taught me how to play the sport. But really, I had to come to the conclusion that um, that that was not, you know, the path because the and the only way I did is because there was a divine appointment and my identity got restored in you know, because it's a it's a mystery, like, OK, identity in Christ. What does that mean? Well, it means like it's it's OK to be to be you and you don't have to accomplish something every second. And growing up and, you know, have experience in a lot of trauma, for example, you can kind of get ping pong brain where you're like, oh, OK. And like and I've got to, you know, and then um, that is not our design. We're designed for mental health, emotional health, you know, physical, and moreover, I think spiritual. And that's where in California, we'll do anything to take care of our physical health, even mental health. Who doesn't have a therapist that's an actress or a broadcaster or whatever, you know, or a person in California? There's no shame in that, of course, which is great because in the South where I come from, I was even raised, you don't go talk to any kind of a quack, right? Mm -hmm. And then here I am studying mental health. uh, But I went back to my alma mater, Pepperdine, four years ago to start earning a degree in marriage and family therapy because I really felt that there would be a need in that area. And if you look at our country in terms of the mental health crisis um, that was there before the world shut down, well, we have an opportunity to to uh, sort of check ourselves at the gate, right? And um, where am I at? Okay, this is where I might like to be, but this is really where I'm at. And then how do I get there? Do we need to be more content? Do we need to be thinking about other people more, serving other people more? Um, But yeah, to be or not to be. And that's, you know, that's the question that people are contemplating, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's a really important that, you know, it, it's, again, it's a really good opportunity for the gospel. It's a really good opportunity to, you know, show people what it's like to actually have your identity rooted in Christ that no government could actually take away. Whereas we're literally seeing the government taking away, you know, jobs and careers and even churches and things like that. And so I think, I think that we as believers, we can be a, a light shining in darkness oftentimes by simply being calm, by simply being like not freaked out when things are happening because we have our trust and we have our identity in God. And I think that that's something that's sorely lacking. I think in America in general, and especially out here, very progressive anti-God California as well. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park.
Yes. And why do I have my identity in God? Because he's the one that uh, is good. I mean, it's his goodness that leads us into repentance. If I look at um, my husband, my child, if I look at the goodness in anything, right? It's And so what, what do we have to do right now is... Okay, well, if, you, if there's something in your life, okay, you realize you have your identity in your work, and you're like, yeah, I'm totally dissatisfied. It's just this cycle, and that's all I know. Well, you just say, okay, God, I need you to show me how, my, how to have my identity in you. And he's faithful and true, and he will show you how to do that. And it's just very simple. Um, and, I, and I think there's a lot of people that are believers that they're not as overt as we are. And I think there's a line in the sand that's being drawn right now that says, okay, which side are you on? And stay there and verbalize it and speak it out and be bold and the time is short. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Now, now I know last time you had mentioned uh, when, when you were on the show last time uh, that you are writing a book. You mentioned it a little bit today. Can you explain kind of like what your book is is about and what really inspired you to start writing? Okay, yeah, it's really, um, it's kind of amazing because honestly, it is my, uh, it's sort of my little baby of justice. So that's why when you had written this book again, you know, it's like, okay, justice, that's really the reason that I'm writing it. And I kept thinking it was for other people. But yesterday, um, my friend was like, oh, wait a second. I think this might be because that is a component that you need to understand for yourself. And until we receive something for ourselves, our real identity, the justice of God, what is that? Um, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is the, the justice of God? Well, yeah, well, yeah, not to put you on the spot, but you're yeah. the expert on that. Yeah. No, well, well I, th- I think I think a lot of times too is like as believers, we we need to remember like you know, so like with like God's justice, oftentimes we're looking at what what do we deserve, right? And so like a lot of times we 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 come back to sin. What do we deserve? What's the repercussions? What's the repercussions of sin, which is eternal, you know, essentially death, a separation from God, things like that. But you know, ultimately, then that comes back to God's grace. God's mercy, God's ability to save us. And so like even even when there even when justice should be implemented because of Christ's death on the cross, we don't we don't have to have the justice that we deserve for our sins. So that, like for me a lot of times it comes back to okay. that when we're talking about justice and that sort of thing. So uh, then to be free from feeling trapped from the past when you've experienced a violation, at some point God has to empower me to basically say, I'm not holding any charges against you. And that is the next level, of course, to the Me Too movement, for example. I would not be uh, fair, okay, to say that I'm going to stay in a Me Too state, for example. Yes, admitting someone's a victim, that is so key because you can't gloss over that. You just, there's no way to gloss over it. You were injured. That injury has to be worked through and dealt with and put in perspective. And then at some point, okay, the sooner the better, because we don't want to hold on to something that was a weight that we weren't intended to carry or a poison that we weren't intended to drink, right? You've heard. We want to be able to release it to, and this word is going to be a hot button, forgive 
and tear up the charges, but it's not based on that I'm such a great person. It's based on the fact that God is empowering me to do that because I know where true freedom comes. And it's, you're, yeah, you're a victim, but you're a victor and there's total freedom. And so it, you can't just stop at the one part, which is easy to get it stuck in life, I think, in different pieces if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I think a lot of that, even that comes back to kind of what we we're talking a little bit about earlier is where is your identity? And, and, I, th- and I think oftentimes it can be really easy to focus on on the injustices that have happened against you. And it's really easy to get wrapped up and kind of like we we're talking about going down like that rabbit hole. And again, it's important, like you're saying, to identify right and wrong and identify, okay, this person wronged me or wronged my friend or wronged my family or something like that. But ultimately we got to come back to my identity is in God. My my identity is in Christ. He's sovereign. He's in control. So I need, I need to trust in him. And so for me personally, it's like, you know, I I can either get wrapped up in the, the bitterness or the anger towards somebody else for wronging me or hurting Mm -hmm. me, or I can figure out how can I get to the point where I can forgive and then go back to my identity in Christ. Right. And a lot of sickness is rooted in that bitterness and anger and things that are held on to because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're not designed to carry uh, those type of things. So to be restored, that's the only thing that we sort of are required to do because God is going to do all of the rest of it. Um, And he did all of the rest of it when he said it is finished and that by his stripes were healed. So it's um it's like okay our will an act of the will. Um are we really well wait a second how litigious can California be? You're telling me to rip up the charges? Are you insane? Yeah. Right? Yep. But guess what? If we don't forgive others, he's not going to forgive us. That's how it works. Whoa. That's some gospel right there. Mm-hmm. We want to be forgiven, but whoa, you mean I have to forgive that person for beating me up, that person for holding me at gunpoint, that person for choking me, that person for strangling me. And I'm talking about my story, <laughs> my childhood before I was even an adult, you know, that person for giving me drugs, that person for giving me alcohol, that person, you know, it's like, yes, because I'm not going to be trapped in a lifestyle that's, that's less than God's very best. I want excellence in my life. That's why I went to Pepperdine. God made a way for me to go. I'm from a small town in Texas, very small, south of Dallas, way in the distance. I could see, you know, the skyline. There was nothing but land. I'm one of those people now. <laughs> and, you know, I'd ride my horse across the pasture. I had no intention of Hollywood at all. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a message, I think, that's timely right now. For some reason, I'm on your show. For some reason, somebody hopefully is listening to this and taking it in and allowing themselves to consider it. Wait, what is God's goodness? What is that? It's the moment that we believe that God is not good, we're trapped. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, I, and I think, too, is that, you know, when we're talking about, like, forgiveness and we're talking about, like, kind of like holding on to I'm not not saying like a grudge, but like holding on to like bitterness or anger towards somebody else. I think a lot of times we we can we need to remember that we need to be reflecting God's character. And when you think about it, like God has been sinned against by every single human in the world and in the history of the world. I mean, if anybody should be yeah. holding on to anger and bitterness, it's him. But then <laughs> he cho- he literally chose to sacrifice his son 
so that way we could be saved. And he literally forgives us no matter how horrific our sin is. And so, you know, you know, at, you know, like our pastor was saying, you know, uh, one of the, in one of the last sermons, it was literally just if God can forgive us for our sin against him repeatedly over and over and over and over again, how much more should we be forgiving those who maybe sinned against us once or five times or a dozen times or something like that? I mean, you know, just putting it in that perspective, it kind of changes your mindset a little bit too. Have you ever read the book, The Bait of Satan? No, but it sounds like an intriguing title for sure. So amazing because as soon as we get in that spirit of offense, right? Mm -hmm. And I actually, speaking of books, I mean, it's all over. We're in the, we're in the wrong camp. So, (laughs) um, you are made for more. Uh, yeah. So Lisa Osteen, she gave me this book before she had come to speak at in his presence church in the Valley and, she gave me this out of like a thousand people there. Well, then I talked to her afterwards and we had a great talk and it was awesome. And she encouraged me to write my own book. So that's why I'm doing it because I just felt a call to really give the raw truth. There's nothing pretty about where a lot of us come from. And that does not disqualify us. What qualifies us is that Jesus did it. He's the, He gives us the papers to make it through the wall, right? Mm-hmm. He He's the one, and and it, we can hear him. It's not like it's not a real relationship. I mean, I hear God speak to me, right? Is that weird? No, it used to be a thing called prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the way that it is. And some people hear different things that I'm going to hear and all that, but um, getting quiet right now. You know, he stills us with his love. And I just, that's my prayer for California right now is to really be in a a state of contentment. I think it's disrespectful for anybody to point the finger at the governor, any public servants, firemen, nurses, anybody, not that they would be right at this second, but the governor for real. I mean, he's trying to do the best he can do with what he's got for the Californians and the least we can do is respect his decisions unless we're extremely involved and have some kind of other opinion that's legit. Right. Um, yeah, I would say then have you prayed for him today? Have I prayed for the president for an hour where I can, where I feel like I have the right to shoot him down? No. And nor would I want to ever shoot him down because I'm always going to be supporting whoever, whoever is in office and right now, there's there's so much evidence that um, the things that he's been taking things in the right direction. So um, again, it's it's you know, it's about forgiveness. I'm not. He doesn't claim to be the poster child. He wants to serve America, but yet Americans are sitting there um, attacking him. He can't even come up for air. My prayer is that he can come up for air. I mean, come on. He's just, he's really, how many millions have we spent as a country on the impeachment when he was acquitted? And who did that? I'm sorry. That was the Democratic Party that did that. And it's just not okay. And they need to answer for it. And they need to slow down and be quiet and sit down and be quiet. That's how I really feel right now. I mean, from a discipline perspective, if I was a parent to a child, I'd be like, okay, you've said your piece. Now be quiet. It's time for, you know, and that's, I guess, in a way that is some of the good that's coming from out of this. Not that um, this was ever a good thing at all, because it wasn't. But God can turn around things for good. Like, for example, with the 
the voices seeming to be coming together right now and people are setting their own uh, projection aside. When I, you know, mental health 101 is that so many people have projected their wound onto the president. Oh, well, this injustice happened to me, so I hate Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, that. <laughs> What in the world? Um, let me see. Let me pick out one of these books here. Okay, how about Tools of Critical Thinking? You know, mm-hmm. you don't project your your wound. I never did that, you know, with any of the other presidents, and I'm not going to start now. Yeah. It, it It's only a reflection on that person. Yeah. Well, you know, you like – yeah. No, I was I was gonna say kind of kind of going along with what like you were saying is like I I've, I've been pretty critical of Gavin Newsom and a lot of his decisions that he's made, but a lot of it is because they are I, I feel like a lot of them are unconstitutional, right? And so it's it's Fair. it's rooted yeah. it's rooted in a principle, and I'm like that decision yeah. to take away your right to peaceably assemble, freedom of religion, you know, certain. I'm like, okay, that's. Yes. That would be an illegal law, right? But at the same time, then you still have to come back to, I don't hate the guy. I want him to make the right decisions. And I think that the other side that a lot of Christians and a lot of conservatives can go down the wrong path is then they throw out everything that they say. So like, for example, when I leave the house, I still wear a face mask. Not because the government's telling me to do it, but because I want to protect those around me in case maybe I'm a carrier for it, right? And I think, and I, okay. I wish that Christians and conservatives can kind of think more along those lines of think beyond yourself and think about other people. And yeah. maybe you can disagree with like, let's say a governor's decision, but that doesn't mean that you don't take personal responsibility to care for others. So that would be stay six feet apart, wear a face mask, wash your hands, you know, like typical things like that. It's like, we should be doing those things. Take responsibility. And so I think that that should be more of the conservative approach to a lot of this stuff, too. Right. And if I was studying about all the laws and, and I did help uh, grassroots start a uh, concerned Women for America group here in the Westlake Village area. So uh, with a friend and that's still going. And then I was um, trying to get the full men's gospel fellowship back out here in Southern California. Tim LaHaye and Beverly LaHaye from a while back started that. So um, there is a lot going on where people are really craving again in California a lot more morality and a lot more ethics and kind of looking at where does this fear come from? What is this and how can I shake it? Well, you can shake it. You know, it can be outside of you because when you face your fears, that's called courage, I believe. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're courageous and that we're taking steps to still function within the parameters that we can right now. Um, And yes, I do believe what you're saying about the governor and if things are unconstitutional, um, then, yeah. Uh, that needs to be definitely dealt with and looked at. And so that's important to have freedom of speech and your own opinions. And But I'm just saying people that did sort of spout off opinions without having done the homework um, in that area, I take issue with that. I think teachers should be held at a higher accountability. And thus, these are all my books. Hopefully I've yeah. learned something <laughs> over the years. I've been in school for more than half my life. So <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and see, and see like that, that's one, that's one of the good things is like, you know, you know, I think that we as Christians and conservatives we need to be reading more books. You know, one, one of my favorite professors from, uh, from college made a, made a big deal of, you know, he said, read a wide variety of topics and books and authors and things like that. And he's like, chew on the meat, spit out the bones. And I think that that should be a, a really good approach to kind of 
take a look at like what's the broader thing the topics being talked about can i learn something from somebody even though maybe i disagree with them on, on a lot of things maybe i can learn something from them um and I, and i think that especially now when we're on lockdown it's like pick up a book and let's read it Yes, and and I, <laughs> I think uh, that can start off uh, with well-meaning uh, intentions, but yeah, we've got to. People get stuck along the way in different places, and that's where um, that's where support uh, relationships. I don't know about you, but there's been some neat relationships that have really come out of this quarantine. People that I've connected with on a closer level that I probably never would have yeah. uh, before. Have you experienced uh, any of that? Yeah, well, you know, I think I think you know. F- for whatever reason, I feel like through this quarantine, you know, it's like you're, we're keeping in touch with people on text message and FaceTime and, and phone calls and stuff like that. And it's like, we, it, you know, a, a lot of times I feel like in society now, you, it's, it's a lot easier to deal with things through like social media and things like that, just even outside of this quarantine. But at the same time, it seems like people are being a little bit more intentional about checking in on their friends. Like, hey, you guys okay? Do you need anything? You know, that's been one of the cool things I think about all of this as well. Like literally as soon as uh, California went into lockdown on my birthday in March was day, was day, was day number one. Uh, literally I got like a bunch of texts from friends, like all over the country, like, Hey, you need a place to stay. Do you need anything? Are you, are you okay? Whatever it is. And, and I feel like that's, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's been one of the really cool things about even just having like an online presence of some kind as you build friendships or relationships with people, you know, all over the place. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, that is good. And then one of the challenging things, as you know, is that life does go on. For example, my I had a youth pastor from my high school days that he passed away last week. And, you know, he just, man, I loved, I loved his preaching. And I would go to early morning prayer every day my senior year of high school. And that was how I survived um, some different, you know, abuse and injustice and, and that sort of thing. So, um, I'm I'm really exploring, uh, you know, that 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 piece for 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 this month in my book in terms of what is the justice piece of when you you know like I say you go through so much you have it in perspective you've forgiven, but then where you know where does that land like um, you know I guess it's I guess ultimately you have to have faith that God is able to work on that person or those people. And, uh, you know, Joel Osteen, I know he's very controversial, but he does say give the gift of goodbye, you know, to people that are harmful to you. And it's OK to have healthy boundaries and things like that. Um, so, yeah. So coming from abuse, some d- different abuses, um, really a lot of mistreatment and hard times, hardship, and then being able to go to Pepperdine on full academic broadcasting scholarships and everything. I mean, so exploring that justice piece, like uh, it's a time, it's a time of reflection with my youth pastor passing away. And like, I just, it hit me hard. I didn't realize if he hadn't been there in my life. I mean, that, that was a significant year, um, a guiding force for, you know, and then the parents that were, you know, sort of surrogate parents and everything. So I'm really thankful. And then I ended up going to a missionary school called Christ for the Nations. And then, um, you know, here we are. This is my nation. This is my country that I really want to focus on. America is great. America the great. You know, it's um, it's like we we are uh, the United States of America, the United States of America. We've got to come back to 
who we are as a country to our real identity. We don't have gender confusion on our identity. America, she's beautiful. And uh, we've got to keep her that way and repent for those things right now that have come against whatever God has told us to do as a country. And I believe it's only the prayers of the righteous that have kept things from not, you know, turning into Armageddon, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of those things too, is like as Christians, obviously we can get involved in politics and we can make policy changes and things like that. But really what it comes down to it is we really need a new like revival. We need more evangelism. We need more gospel preaching. Cause I feel like if we could actually be saving people through the gospel and through God's power and opening their eyes and things like that, that would literally transform our nation in a totally different and more effective way than actually just, let's say, passing a law that, let's say, bans a particular kind of sin or, you know, something like that. And I think that that's really what we need to really be focusing on moving forward is like, how can we actually change people's souls? Because if we can get more people saved, then their life will be transformed by the Holy Spirit. They come around, they start, you know, working in their local communities, helping people, loving people. It, it, that, and that alone, I think, will truly transform our country. And I think we kind of get need to get back to that. Yeah, it is. It's the it's the goodness of God, one person at a time, just like Jesus. But then also to the crowds, like you're doing here, and and also there's people that we might not be aware of that are doing some uh, some pretty good things to bring about that revival. I even say I believe it's already started. I believe the revival has started because people have gotten on their knees these last couple of months and made a change for their own life. And we just haven't had time to reflect because it's one thing. We get hit with one thing after another after another. And getting perspective. It used to be that you you went you go see your grandparents or you know sit down and reflect on life and values and where are we going from here and with uh, social media, the, everything's more in a, okay, let's just go forward. Well, if you just go forward and you don't consider history, then it's going to repeat itself. Okay, so it's, there's kind of a balance, right? Does that make sense? No, t- totally. And it's, it's one of those things like we always have to look at, you know, both our past and our country's past and the church's past, you know, to learn both the the successes and the failures. So that way we can kind of move forward in the right way. It's not always just about moving forward. It's moving forward in the right way and in, in God's way and that sort of thing. That's that, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And in, in, back in high school, if I had not, you know, I was excited like to pray and to see what God was going to do. And just, um, it, it, it really is eye opening to, uh, to, to get to have that one hour. And remember when Jesus was on his way to the, you know, he knew what was coming. He had been, you know, he was in the garden of Gethsemane. He asked his buddies, Hey, just pray for me, man. Well, they all fell asleep. And I think that right now it's a wake up. It's a wake up call. It's a wake up call. Hey, it's coming. Are you going to be ready? There's, you know, there's Christians being persecuted horribly around the world, as you know. Yeah. And uh, pastors, of course, um, you know, too, have been getting in it in our country. And so we've, it, it, the tide's got to turn right now. And I believe it already is. I think revival's already starting to happen. And some underground, maybe home churches and things that we're not really knowing everything that's going on. And just the love 
that people can receive when there's human connection and human touch has never meant so much. I think is what it does mean to us right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? No, no, I, I, I totally agree. And it's going to be fascinating to see kind of how, how we come out of the, all of this like lockdown and stay at home orders and stuff, especially in California mm-hmm. is, you know, how long is it going to take before we can get back to having church or going over to a friend's house or, you know, family members or having gatherings and things like that. Cause that's some of those things that I feel like we need as, not only just people, but just like as Christians, there's a reason why we're supposed to be fellowshipping. There's a reason why we're supposed to be together and gathering together every week. And I think that that's, it's really hard for a lot of people not being able to do that on a regular basis right now too. Yes. And sadly, you know, a lot of the older people in nursing homes and um, it's important, just call them up, connect with them, do whatever you can. I love that people are knocking on the windows and uh, you know, we've got to, Remember, you know, to be deliberate, I think, and wherever the Lord is calling us and and not to take on too much, you know, because that if we take on a false spirit of responsibility, like if I said, oh, I've got to make a thousand masks before the week's up. Well, I wouldn't know how to do that. That's not my gifting. Yeah. Um, and for years, I felt guilty that I didn't have a garden because my grandma always had a garden in Texas. <laughs> and I thought I'm not a I'm just not a gardener. Finally, I'm I love to speak. I love to counsel. I love to write because I've been a journalist for years. So I can't wait for this book. Um, you know, I'm tossing around titles, but uh, but really, it's the, the piece of we've all been treated unfair. Um, what do we do with it? We drop the charges and then being completely set free. What does that look like? Well, I'm in, I don't know about you, but I want to stay healthy and happy and do whatever I can. And there's even proof, I think, medically that I've seen where, you know, people that have forgiven, um, you know, there's some there's studies, you know, done on when people pray in the brain and all that, that they can see that they receive more peace. And then also when you're when you're forgiven and when you forgive others, it just it's like there's a flow. And if we block the flow then we can't, I'm not going to write, for example, I'm writing my book. Okay. Yeah. And things have come to try to block the flow. So we got to get in the flow of, of the wind of the Holy spirit really. And that's understanding the goodness of God, that he is there for us. He is secure. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He will never fail us. And he's not a liar. So yeah. Amen. Hey. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Amen. I, f- I feel like that's that's like the perfect you know like closing statement to, to to leave to leave the show on too because that's something that I think we all need to remember too, and it, it's a really it's a really good in- encouragement to remember like who God is like through all of this and you know I think I think as well like when we're, when we're going through a crisis like what we're going through where literally our jobs are being stripped away we're being forced to stay at home we can't spend time together we can't do all that kind of stuff we can still remember like we can still trust in who God is. We can still like, he's still our rock. You know, even if everything else is stripped away and taken away is God still sovereign. We can trust in him through the whole thing. And the Bible says he's going to work everything out for good. And so 
what what good is it for me to stress and be frustrated and uh, get upset? We just keep That's moving it. forward and trust. That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of Jim. course. Yeah. This was really really fun conversation. Glad we could have you back on. Um, and then, yeah, definitely keep us posted on, on the book and when that's coming out and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on again sometime. Okay. I really appreciate it. Of, of course. So what's, what's the best way for, for people to, you know, keep up with anything that either you're doing or working on or anything like that? Do you have like social media or like a website or anything like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we we connect on Facebook. So if they want to send the show to somebody, right, Facebook, uh, Twitter, let's see. So, yeah, Mindy Thomas, Mindy Charlotte Thomas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at Mindy Charlotte, I think, is my Twitter. But I'm not as active, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I could give my email or phone number. But, uh, yeah, for sure, I would say um, that – however you want to contact me you know let's yeah. keep it real and facebook yeah. i guess let's nail it down to that perfect yeah let's go with facebook <laughs> look over on facebook connect that way and then uh but yeah okay. yeah we'll de- we'll definitely uh you know keep everybody updated on on when, when you're gonna release that book and all that kind of stuff because i'm sure i'm sure that'll help a lot of people so Yes, sir. We'll keep it patriotic. Yeah, definitely. That sounds good. And then, uh, and then for everybody as well that that's tuning in, um, just to, just a reminder uh, that uh, if you guys are interested in social injustice, you can get more information at socialinjusticebook.com. Check that out. A lot of great uh, authors, contributors, that sort of thing. And um, yeah, we're going to be back here. Next episode will be on Thursday with Representative Matt Shea from uh, the state of Washington talking a lot about uh, conservatism, the shutdowns, uh, what's going on, but also from a Christian perspective too. So that'll be a lot of fun. So we'll see you guys all next time uh, coming up on Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. See you guys then. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.